Welcome to The Influenced Podcast. I'm Ella Dace, and after riding a workplace roller coaster, I was able to find my strength and motivation starting Ella Mazur Creative, a social media agency that coaches and manages businesses all over the world to take their Instagram to the next level. talk to you about the power of influence, how we learn from some and give to others. Welcome back to another episode of the Influenced Podcast. My name is Ella and I am going to be chatting to you today about four time-saving hacks for your social media. And um, I know that if you're listening to this, you're most likely either a business owner or you're working in marketing or you're trying to get into it and you don't want to spend all of your time and energy on Instagram. And at the moment, it very much feels like if you want to get any kind of results on the gram, you need to be on there all day, every day. There are so many experts out there that give us all of this amazing advice and incredible tips, but we forget that the results that they get from what they tell us is that it's their full-time job. Like They are on there all day, every day. So when we take their advice and then we don't get the results that they they say or they've got, they've received those results. It's really disheartening. But you have to keep in mind that, especially as a business owner, you don't have time to be on there all day, every day. You might have, I don't know, maybe half an hour a day. The amount of time you have per day is going to vary business to business. But you do need to keep in mind that these experts that, have amazing results and get all of these new followers and incredible sales. They have a lot of time or a team that that they have the time to be on there a lot more. So we need to take the pressure off ourselves. And I'm going to give you a couple of really good tips to save time for your socials, but also so that you can, you can still get results because it's not just about getting a quick fix or some quick hacks, but actually things that you can do so that you don't feel super stressed, you don't feel burnt out, you still really enjoy showing up online and you're still getting results. So all of the things. Before I get into that, I had a wedding on the weekend and it was beautiful. It was um, about an hour and 45 minutes inland from Perth on our friend's farm. So it was her family farm. They had this beautiful block of land that they turned into a venue. So they had glamping for anyone that wanted to stay or you could camp. Uh, Some of our friends had camper vans, which was pretty cool. And then they made this like arena out of hay, so those big bales of hay. So they made, they stacked them up on top of each other and they made this huge arena and it was, it was so cool. I can tell you though, going to a wedding pregnant is definitely not as fun and it's not even about the drinking. It's the, my back hurts, my feet hurt. I had to pee every five minutes. I was hungry all the time. Like, oh, it's just, it's just not as enjoyable because you're constantly having to get up and pee and your back hurts. And, and I ended up putting myself to bed at like nine o'clock 
when everyone started getting a little bit tipsy and I was like, okay, I'm out. The conversations aren't fun anymore. Everyone's a bit drunk, but it was a beautiful wedding and yeah, it was, it was incredible. We have another one in a couple of weeks that I'm a bridesmaid for, for one of my besties and I can't wait for that. And then we have another one in February, which is actually the week before I'm due for one of my other besties. So it'll be interesting if I make it or not. We will see. Time will tell in saying that as well. Today I had my 20-week appointment and she was doing a scan and she definitely would not sit still. Last night was like I could feel some movement from the last couple of weeks, but last night was the first time I properly felt a strong kick and Bart felt it too. Um, So she's definitely having a party in there. So she's she's taking after her dad and likes to have a good time. Um, but she wouldn't sit still during our scan today and it was really hard to get a photo. So I've got, I've got this photo and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm looking at. It just looks like a big blur, but the doctor did say that my placenta is sitting pretty low. So if it doesn't move, that means that I'm going to have to have a C-section, which is fine. Honestly, both, both options aren't great. C-section or vaginal birth, it's going to hurt. It's not going to be fun. There's going to be recovery. There's going to be downtime either way. As long as she comes out happy and healthy, that is all that matters. So either way, I'm not fussed. I just requested, I was like, can we please at least book it in for after the 11th of February because I need to make it to my best friend's wedding. (laughs) She's like, we'll see what we can do. But it's ultimately the baby's choice when she decides to come, right? So that's a little life update from me. I'm definitely feeling a lot better. Um, the fatigue though, like I just feel like one day or like yesterday I had so much energy and I did so much, did so much around the house. And then today it's Monday and um, I've got so much to do, so much content and I am exhausted. And I spent all afternoon yesterday chilling, relaxing, reading book, watching Netflix, like taking as much downtime as possible so that I would have energy today. And no, maybe it's because I had the doctor's appointment, went to Pilates, went to the post office. Maybe there were too many things. (laughs) Anyway, let's get into today's episode. So I have four time saving hacks for you. And how I can give you these hacks is because I am a social media manager I, we manage a lot of accounts. We have lots of different clients, but also I do coaching. So I do one-on-one coaching and I do group coaching. And a lot of the business owners that I do coaching with, they are busy. They don't have time to spend hours and hours and hours every single day trying to get the results that they need for their business to grow on Instagram. So the first tip that I have for you is to create a strategy If you're not sure what a strategy is or if that sounds a little bit overwhelming, it's essentially creating yourself a plan or a roadmap, identifying what your goals are, what is it that you actually want to achieve with your Instagram so that you're not just posting, you're not just creating content for the sake of it, rather you have intention behind it, you know who you're speaking to, you know what results you want to get. Yes, of course, people are like, I want to make sales, I want more followers, all of, all of the, all of the generic ones, but break it down further. Of course we all want sales. Of course we all want to grow our business, 
but what is your offer? Who are we speaking to? And what do you want to achieve, say, in the next six months with your business through social media? So try to break it down that way. This will give you a lot of clarity. And from there, in your strategy, you want to understand how many posts you're going to be doing per week, what those posts are. So I've done a whole other episode on actually putting your strategy together. So you can go back and listen to that one. Otherwise, I do have a lot of free content on my Insta about creating strategy and developing strategy. So I won't go into it too much, but you do need to understand how many posts you're going to be doing per week, what those posts are. So in your strategy, you'll really be able to outline what kind of content you're posting so that you're not just, you're not posting on the fly and you're not like, what the hell am I talking about today? And this can be either part of your strategy or it can be something that you do monthly, but it's actually to plan out your month. So look at it from a bird's eye view. Say, for example, we are in October at the moment. Plan it out. What are the key dates? Do you have anything specific? So I know that I have quite a few clients in the US. So Halloween is going to be massive, right? We're going to do lots of cool things. We're going to do lots of cool content around that. But make sure that you know what's happening for that month so that you can at least tick those boxes when creating your content. Which leads me to my second tip, batch creating your content and scheduling it in. So the best way for me to be most efficient when I'm creating client content because I'm creating it not just for myself, I'm creating it for multiple people. I want to make sure I'm hitting their goals I want to make sure that I'm actually growing their accounts and getting their results, I will batch create their content. So if I'm looking at their whole month, I'll go through, I'll go through the key dates, I'll go through their goals and what they want to achieve, and I will work backwards from there. So I have a whole spreadsheet for each client where I have all their content pillars, I have their content ideas, I know what the key dates are, and I know what we're trying to achieve so that when I go to create the content, I can write the idea for, say, the key date or for the goal. What is the promo? Is it going to be a reel? Do I need to find an audio? And then if I need them to do anything, I will also send that to them. And I'm like, I'll be like, I need you to create this video or send me this piece of content so that it's super transparent, but also so that we can plan ahead so that it's not last minute and so that the quality of content can remain high. Batch creating content is so much more time efficient too. So if you're planning it out, if you're not sure what batching is, by the way, because I do get this quite a lot through the DMs, batch creating is essentially creating a whole lot of content in one go. So you might create, say, two weeks worth of content in one go or a whole month's worth of content. And for, for me, the best way I do it is I separate it into bits. So I will do my video content on one day, I'll do my captions on another day and then I'll put it all together. And that's just the most effective way that I personally work. That might be different for you. So find what works best for you. You might want to smash it all out in one day and that's fine, but that's not how my brain works. Um, and I think as soon as you find the process that works best for you, it's so much easier to accept that and surrender and just go with it. We, like I said, we see so many people on Instagram giving us these amazing tips and tricks and whatnot but they have teams and it's their full-time job. So you don't have to do what they do. 
do what, what's best for you. But batching your content, one, and then two, second to that, scheduling it in. So using something like Planoly, later, even Meta Business Suite to pop in your content so that you can at least have two weeks worth ahead so that you're not scrambling on the day. So you're not like, shit, it's Monday night, I need a post. And then you post something, you put it together. If it does well, you have no idea why. Or you may, you may have just jumped on a trend and it's doing well, but it's not actually aligned with your business. It's not actually helping you achieve anything. Or two, you've just put it together and you haven't received any sort of results. And then you're questioning yourself as to why. So you are literally just throwing content out there because you know you have to. And then you're like, why is my account not growing? Why aren't people engaging? Why aren't I getting any sales? Why is the needle not moving forward in my business? And it's because the way you're treating Instagram, leaving it last minute, you're not going to get the results that you desire when you do it that way. So step one, strategy, make a plan. Step two, batch, create and schedule your content. Step three is dedicating X amount of time per day to your Insta or to your socials and also turning off your notifications. So I have notifications off for everything so that when I do go on Instagram or when I do go onto another social media platform, I'm consciously going in there and it's with intention. And of course, I'm still going to have those days or those times of the day where I am on there scrolling because I am only human. And of course, I am highly addicted to social media. It's my job. Um, But I have all my notifications off purely so that I can work during the day. And if I am, say, for example, batch creating content and I'm writing content, I'm not getting notifications and I'm not getting distracted by other things that are happening on socials. So that's a really, really good tip. And then I will specifically dedicate time in the morning, in the middle of the day, and then in the evening, not all day. So I'll do a few minutes in the morning. It really depends on if I'm going to launch, do I have a lot of DMs, what's happening online. And then in the evening, if I'm posting that day, then I might spend a little bit more time. But if I'm not, then it might be less time. So that will vary day to day. I'm not going to tell you, you need to spend 30 minutes a day on there. It's really going to vary person to person, business to business, what your goals are, what your lifestyle is like, how much time you can actually dedicate, what's realistic for you. But I do have a list of things that you do need to check off when you're showing up. Okay, so here we have show up to post, to do your post and to do your stories. So that that's the bare minimum, right? <laughs> you want to at least be posting your content. Number two is to reply to your DMs. Think of these like your deal-making space. So you need to go through your requests as well. There's also a request in the requests, which is most likely spam. So you can, you can really delete a lot of those. If people are trying to sell you stuff, if people are trying to get you to be your sugar baby, if they are telling you to click on a link, don't do any of it. And it happens so much all day, every day. So definitely don't do that. But replying to your DMs 
is going to also set you apart from your competitors. So if you get questions or inquiries from your clients, customers, or potential clients and customers, then this is what is going to really set you apart. The timeliness of when you reply, how you reply, is it rushed? And that was something that took me a really long time to break out of the habit because I came from the corporate space where there were no boundaries and you had to reply straight away and be online and be available, right? So I was just in this mindset of someone's messaged me, I have to reply even if I don't have time or the headspace to do it in. And it really was detrimental to my business because I wasn't, that wasn't myself or I didn't give the customer service, the level of customer service that I desire. So now when I see DMs come through, I will like, even if I know that I have time or even if I really want to reply and it's like a Sunday, I'll be like, no, you're a business. You're not open 24 seven, even though social media portrays it to be that way. When do you physically and mentally have the space to reply? And I will dedicate that time daily, except for say on a Sunday or days that I take off completely. So make sure that you're doing that. Replying to your comments. So that is number three. And you'll be surprised. That sounds so simple, right? But so many people ignore a lot of their comments and they're like, oh, it's family or friends. But that's how it starts. So you need to be seen as a business replying to everyone. Of course, there are situations like I've had recently where it is impossible to reply to every single comment. You will have posts like that. But if it is possible, definitely reply to everyone because you're creating that connection. You're creating more of that two-way conversation. You're building trust with your audience and you're also encouraging other people to reply to you. So if you're like, I don't need to reply to that. Um, A question that that comes through all the time is replying to spammy comments. Now you definitely don't have to reply to these, but you can, like there's no harm in it. Um, Everyone gets these spammy comments. So it doesn't matter what hashtags you use. You could also use no hashtags and you'll still get these spammy comments. So at the moment they are unavoidable, but hopefully Instagram will work on it. Number four, and this is if you have time, is to engage with others. So that is also what helps you to build those relationships. And that's also what drives your own engagement. When you give out what you, when you give out um, engagement, that's when you'll get it back as well. So it's important to do, but also I see a lot of business owners just liking and commenting on random stuff all the time and you'll really be able to see who's engaging with you because they want to sell something to you and who's genuinely engaging with you because they care and they're interested. So don't do it just for the sake of it. When you're commenting, really leave those genuine comments. What is that post about? If you can't make a genuine comment, then don't. Also, if you want to say something nasty, don't, (laughs) which I would not expect any of you to. Anyone that listens to this, you are all amazing and you all have beautiful hearts. So don't, don't be mean, don't be bullies. 
Um, but engaging with others is really going to help as well, especially when you're starting out, you're building your business, you're building your account. So there are four steps that you can do. How much time you want to dedicate to each one is going to vary, right? It's not like there's a magic number spending 10 minutes a day of engagement. It's really up to you. You might have one day where you have a lot longer to do that. Other days you don't have any time to do that. So just pick and choose out of those things, but they are in order of priority. So showing up to post and your stories, replying to your DMs, replying to your comments, and then engaging with others. So they are the four things that you need to do. Number four is outsource. So what you can't do or don't want to do or don't know how to do, instead of spending hours and hours and hours trying to figure it out, or procrastinating and not doing it, then that's when you can outsource. And I also have an assistant. I also have people on my team that help me. And then in contrary to that, outsourcing is getting coaching or mentorship. So if there's something that you don't know how to do and you can't for the life of you figure it out and you don't want to spend hours trying to figure it out, ask an expert and get them to help you so that there are shortcuts available. There are people like myself that can help you get the result faster or answer your questions faster. So that is number four, outsource or ask for help, which is totally fine. I even have a coach. Every coach has a coach or a mentor. There's nothing wrong with that. But just to recap for you, number one, is a strategy or make a plan. Number two is to batch create and schedule it in. Number three is dedicate X amount of time per day and turn off your notifications. And number four is outsource what you can't do or don't want to do slash get some help. So there you have it, four time-saving hacks for social. Please let me know if you do want to have a chat about number four because I can definitely help you with either outsourcing or getting help. They are the things that I am an expert in. So I'm more than happy to help you. If you have any questions about this episode, please feel free to slide into my DMs. Otherwise I would chat to you in my next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.